Without a doubt, every single Republican running, guess what? They are far more artic articulate and ethical than your current president. You know, the compromised co cognitive mess. The real choice we face in this primary is this. Do you want a super PAC puppet or do you want a patriot who speaks the truth? Do you want incremental reform, which is what you're hearing about, or do you want revolution? Okay, and I stand on the side of the American Revolution. Here's the thing. Why are we in this mess? Part of it and a major reason is because how this federal government handed COVID-19 by locking down this economy. It was a mistake. It should have never happened. And in Florida, we led the country out of lockdown. We kept our state free and open. And I can tell you this, as your president, I will never let the deep state bureaucrats lock you down. You don't take somebody like Fauci and coddle him. You bring Fauci in, you sit him down, and you say, Anthony, you are fired. Welcome to The Daily Rob. Rob is here today to walk us through the first GOP debate. So what are your initial thoughts on the debate last night? Well, Stu, I... um. I was out and I just came in and I watched about 40 minutes of it. And then I got sick of it. And um, what I hate are the platitudes. What what I hate are the talking points. And um, we can walk from Asa on down. But there was just so much of gotcha. Um, there are only two people there who I would even consider uh, to be candidates. Um but Stu, I'm interested in hearing your views too, but Asa Hutchinson, I think he's a pussy. Just like I think uh, Mitt Romney's a pussy. We're living in dark times and we're living under tyranny. Um, we, The Biden administration has um, hijacked all the departments of government. Um, uh, we have a national police state in the FBI. Um, the the IRS could be stormtroopers. We have people who, and a and a father who just pushed some nut out of his way at an abortion protest, and twenty stormtroopers come into his house. They say that Catholics are domestic terrorists. They say moms at school board meetings are domestic terrorist. The government is in cahoots with big tech uh, trying to shut down speech. Um, you had the COVID virus nutcase who put people out of work. Uh, they uh, made people take an experimental drug in violation of the Nuremberg Code. Um, all the police agencies um, have been taken over to suppress you from your free speech where they arrest you. They find ways to arrest you if you don't tow the company line. So when Asa, Asa Hutchinson is talking about, you know, I think the big thing with Trump and the elites is, is about as significant as Trump putting ketchup on a steak. They think he's a rube. They think he's rude. Oh, my God. How can we be in a party with a guy um, um, who puts ketchup on his steak? I think that's how, how they think. And um, for Chris Christie and Asa Hutchinson to be attacking Trump the whole time, I'm like, 
Do you not see what's going on in the world? Do you not see what dark times there are? Do you want to live under tyranny? And then the interesting thing is when they raise their hand, are you going to support the candidate? Well, if this guy is is um, is Satan himself, why would you support the candidate? And I think Stu, all of them raised their hand, except Christie kind of did the halfway. Well, if he's as horrible as you say, where are your principles? Christie raised his hand to like do like a, a no, no, no. Uh, DeSantis did a very limp wrist kind of like that. He was the last to raise his hand. And then Vivek actually did a full hand in the air, like teacher pet uh, raised hand. Um, Brugman raised his hand as well. Um, he wants to. I was him. thinking that guy would be a great secretary of agriculture. He's a nice guy. I liked him. I, yeah. uh, I think actually of the candidates last night, he probably was number two in my book. Really? Yeah. He just didn't put his foot. Every time he was talking, it was a good point. I mean, even if he's a little hokey, I mean, but he, he didn't seem like an idiot. Uh, well, the comment he made about small town values, I think, is uh, it resonated with me because most of our problems these days are cultural. And well, I think he got that. He did a good job handling the discussion on teachers that happened near the end where he said, you know, there are a lot of really good teachers out there. I know we're beating up on the teachers unions, but let's just remember there are good teachers and the teachers that are putting forward this radical agenda. It's just a very few teachers. And I do think that is more true than the other side. That well, you know, I beat up on uh, public education all the time. And um, he is right. There are good teachers out there. I know a lot of them. And, um, but when you're making a point and you want to change things, you know, it's it's effective sometimes to cast a wide net. And that's kind of why I do it. But but he's uh -huh. right about that. But the level of finesse and the way he handled that is the, a very good politician's answer that you do need to have. So I think that was what I liked about it is that. um it wasn't just going for the jugular. And I think the GOP can miss out on that a little bit. Um, well, let's go down the line. Um, let's, as I recall, the next one to his right was uh, Haley, um, Nikki Haley. Um, now, I, again, the platitudes I cannot stand and the gender politics I can't stand. And when she said um, the thing about being a woman, that's her thing. It's, hey, I'm a woman. And uh, so is this that a just, Thatcher quote she invoked? Pardon? She invoked a Thatcher quote. This is why you don't. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, she always plays on that. And um, that's a real t turn off for me. This is exactly why Margaret Thatcher said, if you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. And I do think she was not. If I go to work somebody for somebody, I'm loyal to that person. And I think she undercut uh, President Trump a little bit while she was in his administration. Um, you know, the guy gave her a chance. And with all these candidates that are beating up on Trump, I think the way to separate themselves from him, um, if that's what they want to do, it can can be done, but it has to be done in an appreciative and nuanced way. Like 
saying that, well, you know, I really appreciate uh, the opportunity that Donald Trump gave me to be in his administration. Um, he did some really, really great work. Um, I think he's a fine man, but I disagree with these things. And I think I would be a, a I respectfully disagree. I think I would be a better candidate because of these things. But when they just like Chris Christie, just go off. Um, I think it's immature, it's infantile, and it's counterproductive to me. I don't know how you feel about it. I think, you know, it's tough to tell when you see someone like DeSantis, where, you know, they really pressured him on saying, you know, DeSantis, would you do this or that in regards to Trump? You know, would you honor the pledge? And he tried to be like, you know, and he tried to avoid it. And he tried to avoid a discussion on like, did Mike Pence do the right thing on January 6th? You know, they really had to hammer him and hammer him before he said, yes, I think Mike Pence did the right thing. We have an important but Governor DeSantis, do you believe that Mike Pence did the right thing on January 6th? So here's what we need to do. We need to end the weaponization of these federal agents. But that's, but not, I will do that. that's not the question. Here, I, I know, but here's the thing. This the election <laughs> is not about January 6th of 2021. It's about January 20th of 2025, when the next president is going to take office. I know what the Democrats would like to do. They want to talk about all these other issues, but we've got to focus on your future. We've got to focus on reversing the decline of our country. Right, right. I learned in the military, I was assigned uh, with U.S. Navy SEALs in Iraq, that you focus on the mission above all else. You can't get distracted. So Republicans, we've got to look forward and we've got to make sure Vice that we're bringing the message that can win Vice in Vice November Vice 2020. Vice President Pence, what do you think Vice President is to support and defend the Constitution of the United States? I think, I, I think the American people deserve to know whether everyone on this stage agrees that I kept my oath to the Constitution that day. There's we, no we, more important duty. So, so answer the question. The thing. I've, I've answered this before. So yes. Now, why are we, he, Mike, Mike did his duty. I got no beef with him, but here's the thing. Is this <laughs> what we're gonna be focusing on? I'm relieved. Going we, forward, the yeah. rehashing of this? I'll yes. tell you, Governor the DeSantis, Democrats would love that. We and they will win gold. if we Governor let DeSantis, him get away with it. I'm not letting Biden hang out in the basement this time. We're gonna run him ragged around this country and we're gonna hold him accountable. Yeah. And then, you know, DeSantis tried to spin it where he said, but, you know, I think we need to focus on the future. We need to focus on the future. We're playing into the Democrats' hands right now by... Well, in some respects, he's right about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the ugliness of it. But again, uh, I was disappointed that there is a constitutional argument and a, a good one that, that the reason the vice president has the role he does there's a reason for that. He's not just there to rubber stamp things. And there was massive fraud. And so um, sending uh, the ballots back to the states to check, uh, to have them recertified, I think it's constitutional. But no one could even articulate the other side of that argument. And that was disappointing to me. What gets disappointing to me is the competitiveness um, to demonize the other guy instead of being truthful. And so when I see people um, who do that, 
I don't trust them because of the political game they play. I'd rather people be totally honest. Okay. Well, Tim Scott, you know, I think he's a really nice guy. Uh, He comes across as a nice guy. Uh, But again, he brought up again. I hate the canned um, responses of, of, you know, Hey, I'm from a single, single mother. I grew up poor. I mean, we already know that, but I just get tired of, of, um, of those types of lines. I'd rather them uh, not talk about that themselves and have somebody else talk about it. I think he's a nice guy. He's probably not as conservative as I would like for him to be. I think he probably lacks gravitas to be in a position. As you know, Stu, I like people who have been in the real world and in business. By the way, I have an article up on Real Clear Markets that talks about these types of issues and how being in the real world allows folks to, uh, I think, use their own experience and observations as opposed to whatever the trend is uh, that you're supposed to believe, uh, even though deep down, if you could think for yourself, you would know that a lot of these things aren't true. Your thoughts on Tim Scott? Passable, uh, a lot of rehearsed things that he just regurgitated. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that. Uh, who's next, Stu? Um, whoever you want to focus on next. Well, let's do the governor, um, North Dakota. Um, Bergman. Yeah. Um, I didn't really hear him talk much. I wasn't involved, but for 40 minutes or so, seemed like a nice guy. I commented to the person I was watching with last night, Secretary of Agriculture. Yeah, I, I liked him. I thought he... I thought he did it a lot better than nearly everyone else. He was never right. in terms of performance for me. All right. Let's go to the fat hog, um, Christy. Um, and I listened to Trump's conversation with Tucker. And um, it was interesting. Again, in this conversation he had i'd encourage people to watch that because trump was very level-headed and he said that you know chris christie wanted a position with his administration uh, and trump said i always got along with him but i never really trusted him and my team talked about it and we just couldn't give him a job um, and it does seem that he's got a hard on because of that Uh, And again, um, he misrepresented the truth, I think, about January 6th over and over and and over again. I think he called it an insurrection. And I think he's Trump. They took something that Trump said out of context about suspending the Constitution. Uh, But just the vitriol there. um, And he speaks well on a lot of on a lot of issues, but the vitriol, um, you know, he's going to drag the Republican party down if he, if he keeps doing this. A guy like Chris Christie, the guy left with a 8%, think of it, 8% approval rating in New Jersey. Now he's running for president and he runs solely on the basis. Oh, let's get Trump. Let's get, he's like a savage, uh, uh, maniac. He's like a lunatic. So what were your thoughts, Dan? Um, I, I think he's someone to worry about. Uh, I know no one else thinks this, but I think Fox News 
is going to be pushing Christie and Pence. I think they realize DeSantis is dead in the water because he just has no charisma. And I think what they're going to do is you're going to hear a lot about how Christie won in a blue state. And, you know, that's the same kind of skills that we need to win an election. And I just don't believe that, you know, being a Republican in New Jersey is kind of like being a Democrat in West Virginia. You know, it really shows that there's a uniparty opposed to two separate parties. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah, but the base hates him. So I mean, they don't care. I mean, Fox News doesn't care if the base hates him. They're, oh, right. I know. But I don't think he's going to get get very far because the base does hate it. But he's going to be pushed and pushed and pushed. I mean, now, while you're on the subject, Fox News, um, again, um, and I just got to give Vivek Ramaswamy just so much praise for this. Um, they asked the question about climate change and is it a hoax? And he was the only one who had the guts to raise his hand. Let us be honest as Republicans. I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for, so I can say this. The climate change agenda is a hoax. The climate change agenda is a hoax. And we have to declare independence for it. But the other thing is that was a loaded question. Um, the supposed facts they put into that question are not facts and it's not unusual for temperatures um to be the way they've been the past year um so you know that now i think martha mccallum is hot and i like looking at her so they get points for that um and i thought sometimes with each candidate they try to find something negative to start off with about their administration of their background and, and, and wanted them to explain. Um, I'm not sure how I felt about that. Stu, how'd you think Fox did? I thought they did a really good job. I thought they handled the candidates. Well, I think whoever their audio engineer was probably should be fired. Um, there's a lot of mic feedback and reverb the whole night. And then they would mute the mics for certain people. So there was a moment where Vivek's mic was muted in an exchange with Tim Scott. So whoever was running the audio sound panel and set the, they didn't do a mic check. That's that's for damn sure. All right, let's go to Mike Pence. Um, um, I did not like his performance. Um, um, I thought he was haughty. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, think- well, I did not like the can responses. You know, it was as though he had been through a discussion group, a focus group. It, he had some focus group type of responses. And w- what I really didn't like is uh, when uh, Vivek stated that, hey, you know, we live in some dark times and we need to, to do some things. And for political points, Pence jumped in and he said, it's not the people's fault. It's their representatives' fault. Um, but that wasn't the point that, that Vivek was making. Yeah. Um, he tried to make it into something that he he took it out of context on purpose to and was trying to get up. this cheap shot in. Yeah, to make and, it seem um, like Vivek was anti-American for thinking the American. Yeah, yeah exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Good point. That's kind of where he was going. And I just thought that was cheap. I don't, you know. I mean, think about his performance when he debated Kamala Harris. You know, he was gallant towards her, but he was a fucking dick to everyone last night. Yeah. And like even the moderators had a comment like, 
you've had your 30 seconds. You have to let people speak. You know, we're done with this issue. Do you really have something more to say? You know, and, you know. And a couple of times, apparently this, somebody gets to respond when his name was brought up. And I think there was one or twice where he thought it was obvious that somebody was speaking about him. When it and was therefore, like Trump administration. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, I thought he was uh, haughty. Um, Someone is telling him he needs to act more like Trump, but it's not what his base nature is. So it just comes off as seeming like really contrived. It's not. Yeah. The, I don't care whether you like Trump or not, but the refreshing thing about Trump is he is who he is. He's, you know, there are no focus groups saying, oh, Donald, you need to do this. You know, <laughs> he is his own man. And I think that's refreshing. Um, so anyway, I was not really turned on by uh, his performance. You know, my two guys last night were De- were DeSantis and Ramaswamy. I think for various reasons, you know, you mentioned that DeSantis doesn't have a personality. Well, Joe Biden doesn't have a personality either. A lot of people are saying, well, I'm counting DeSantis out. I don't think you can count anybody out at this point. Um, remember, you know, Biden was in fourth or fifth place in New Hampshire. So almost anything can happen. Uh, you know, um, DeSantis and his policies, I think, are very, very good. You know, he's kind of denounced the Ukrainian war. He's taken action against the Soros prosecutors. Um, and, and when and when he's not in a debate setting and he speaks, I think he does well. Um, uh, he might not be likable to some folks. Um but, um, you know, I thought he performed well. Um, you know, all these things are like, you know, they're like Beverly Hills TV shows. You know, they try to get in their little punch, um, their one liners that are memorable to, you know, make the news. Um, that's why I turned it off is because after a while, you know, there were so many cheap shots and so many attempts to get the soundbite in. I just didn't think it was as substantive as it should have been. Now, getting to the Vivek Ramaswamy, I thought he was the most articulate. And he also had the guts to say things that I believe about the administrative state, about we really do live in dark times. And everybody else, except for maybe DeSantis, to me, are the types of Republicans who are going to talk some talk. But once they're up there, they're not going to reform it and reconstruct it. Um, They're just going to go along to to get along. I love Vivek's answer on climate change. He's the only one who had the balls to say that and the fact that he had the balls to say that um to me made me like his performance last night more than anyone else and and to like him um um now between DeSantis and um Vivek um I think Vivek says all the right things he's articulate um uh, when he was talking about being a businessman, and then I think Mike Pence j- jumped in with the political answer in that, uh, well, you just don't have any experience in 
in government. Well, that's exactly what we want to fight against is people who have had experience in government. Well, he's also uh, had experience with government being involved with this business because every single drug has to be passed by right. the FDA. So he's right. dealt with yeah. maybe too much government uh, in his affairs. Uh, that's now, with that said, no. there there is an argument, and I think it's a good argument, that you know, DeSantis has been the governor of a huge state and um and you know that gives him um some gravitas i think um but well, i mean what does it say about the state of the gop that you know you can have an outsider who gets some momentum who can be on the debate stage it's happened in 2016 it's happening again in 2024 you know you can even i'll tell you what it says it says that the base is tired of these fake rhino Republicans yeah, who don't they, do what they say. They're faced with, a, you know, we're in a constitutional emergency right here. We may even be in a civil war. And Asa Hutchinson just talks like there's nothing wrong. Let's just let the uh, tyr- tyrannical Biden g- uh, government just run all over us and we'll just be happy with it. That's basically what a lot of them are saying. And yeah, it just goes to show they can't put forward any solid candidates and you know we haven't talked about it yet but larry elder qualified and they barred him from getting on stage yeah i think if he were there i would my top three he would be in my top three but i mean it would have been the elder ramaswamy show last night that's the that's this the reality and frankly i would have liked to have seen larry elder kind of push some of the race topics into the discussion i would like to see how these people would handle like how would President Bergman? How would President Hutchinson handle, you know, CRT? How would, you know, what would- Well, the only people who would have the guts to answer that are Ramaswamy and Elder and, to be fair, DeSantis. Yeah. Um, but well, like a few Ramaswamy weeks- and uh, Elder would probably say some things that DeSantis wouldn't say. It's like Nixon sweating on TV. Ron DeSantis trying to smile on TV does not look good. It looks so fake, but he's, it, but you know, I'd rather he just not smile and look natural than look like he's trying to pass a fucking kidney stone. I mean, that's what it looks like to me. Yeah. Optics on things like that aren't as important to me. I care more about the substance of things. And I, Yeah. But you have to understand the average person. So yeah, yeah, I agree. And they yeah. don't read a book a, a year. I mean, come on. I, I agree with all that. And uh, it's good that he has the glamorous pretty wife to help carry him there. But I mean, he yeah, needs, all I'm saying is I wouldn't count him out. Uh, I'm not. I'm not anything can not. happen. He needs to play into he needs to play into his strengths. Yeah, he needs to be able to go into enemy territory like Vivek has been doing by going on like the Breakfast Club and debate right. things. I and mean, you know, I always think self-deprecation is a good thing. Ronald Reagan kidded about how old he was, and if uh, DeSantis comes across as stiff, he ought to joke about it. And you know, absolutely, absolutely, and, you know, people would accept him more with that. Well, still, um, I would encourage folks who watch the debate uh, to watch the. Uh, Trump Tucker interview. I I, I was really impressed um, um, uh, with um, how Trump handled himself. He talks for for multiple minutes 
at a time, of course, without any notes. And he was very smooth and methodical. Um, he, um, he was not hyperbolic. Um, and he, if he could behave that way for the rest of the campaign, I, I, I think it would really help him. So anyway, Stu, that's what I got. I'm going to the mountains this weekend. You got any big weekend plans besides being a big stud and bachelor around town? Just working. Okay, Stu. I got that. I can tell by that twinkle in your eye that you are concealing some important information about your love life. Definitely not. (laughs) Stu, you can't put it over on me, son. Okay. Okay. Have a good weekend. All right. See you. Bye. See you. Bye.